0: Welcome to the First Lutheran Church podcast, produced by First Lutheran Church in Janesville, Wisconsin. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America who are seeking to embrace love's adventure together. In this podcast series, we explore some of the contours of that adventure through conversations with friends and members of the community who are on the journey with us. We're glad you've joined us.
1: Hey friends, I want to welcome you to today's podcast. This is Renee from First Lutheran Church, and today I'm with Jer Carpenter from Troop 405, Scout Troop 405. We've got Jer, Jerry, Gerald. What? What's call your, me
2: any of those three and I'll be fine. Well,
1: what does your mom call you?
2: Oh, nothing anymore.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> Jer, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. So, okay, how, what does your wife call you?
2: Well, I can't repeat that. Oh, okay,
1: <laughs> Jer. Well, okay, speaking of what, okay, well, I guess we stepped in it right away because my first question for you, before we start talking about Scout Troop 405, I wanted to ask you a little bit about yourself. So how would your wife describe you?
2: Oh, wow. Um, arrogant. Oh! She would. She says that all the time. Um what was that?
1: Stop <laughs> tapping your fingers, dude.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. Nervous twitch. That's not like me at all.
1: Oh, we're just gonna talk and have some fun.
2: Yes. Um. What else would she say? Uh. Good father. Um. Passionate.
1: Oh, what are you passionate about, Jer?
2: Uh, everything I'm passionate about. Uh, scouts, sports, church, religion, God, Jesus. That might cover the big ones, family. Yeah, yeah. Kids and,
1: and I know young people because I have served with you on uh, different events. With we took a mission trip together, didn't we? We did. Where did we go?
2: That was the Joplin
1: trip. Joplin, doing some uh, tornado recovery. Correct. Or, no, that's wrong. We're both lying here. It's where Joplin had the tornado, and we were working in the different. We were helping that community get. Back and running? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't the
2: immediate cleanup. That, yeah. It was a few years later. That's but. right.
1: That's right. That was quite a tornado. Yes. Knocked the, what did they say? Knocked the hospital right off its yes. foundation. That's insane. That's insane. Well, okay. So let me see here. Other questions. Favorite childhood memory? We got to dig now. Oh,
2: well, that one always comes to me very quickly because it's actually scout related. I was a scout as a young boy growing up. And when I was in high school, I don't remember exactly what year or what age I was, 15 or 16, we went to Philmont Scout Reservation in New Mexico and spent a week and a half there, hiked over 100 miles in the mountains and saw some beautiful scenery. Oh,
1: 100 miles in the mountains? Yes. So, were you backpacking? Yes,
2: backpacking. How carrying much- your food with you, carrying your tent with you, your sleeping bag, all your clothing, gear, you name it.
1: Any idea how much that pack weighed?
2: 60 pounds.
1: 60 what, And you were in high school? Yes. You probably weighed 60 pounds.
2: <laughs> I was pretty skinny, believe it or not, i, well, back I then. not believe
1: it. I was too, Jer.
2: <laughs> I have pictures from that trip where I did, like, log rolling and and, and uh, mountain climbing, you know, actual rappelling. Yeah. And and I was so skinny you could see my ribs.
1: Well, okay, yeah. Well, or rib- and it wasn't
2: a six-pack ri- uh, six either. It was just no. the ribs.
1: <laughs> uh, well, speaking of... Uh, putting on a little weight buddy what uh what's your if you could only eat one food for the rest of the year what would it be i
2: always uh, i always tell my kids if i was ever on death row my last meal would be prime rib and split pea soup
1: Split pea soup? I
2: love split pea soup.
1: Does it have a memory to it or something? <laughs> Please tell me it does.
2: I just love split pea soup. I, I loved it when my mom made it when I was a kid, and I love it when I make it now or when my mother-in-law makes it. Or I just love split pea soup. And not in the can either. That stuff's terrible. If you don't like split pea soup because you've only had it in the can, then you've not really had it. You need to have homemade split pea soup.
1: Jer, I never eat soup from a can. My husband okay. will tell you I would never eat soup from a can. <laughs> soup snob over here. I, I take
2: you, you don't like split pea soup.
1: I don't know. I just, I think that it's You've it never had split pea terrible.
2: soup? You've never had <laughs>
1: One time I thought I bought lentils and it was split peas and it really made a mess out of what I was making.
2: Next time I make split pea soup, I'll remember to bring you a bowl. You
1: know what? I would love that. I would love to have split pea Most soup. Most people don't with you. like it. And it
2: so. smells terrible. It looks terrible. It looks My kids say it looks like baby barf, but I just tell them I must love baby barf then. Gross.
1: Gross. Okay. <laughs> That's, so that prime rib and split pea soup. Um, let me see here. Traveling. Bucket list travel location because you have mentioned you've traveled with the scouts as a young person and we'll get into the traveling with the scouts as an adult too but what about you what's a bucket list travel location
2: you know i've been to every state west of the mississippi except louisiana and alaska and hawaii but i don't count them that would be too expensive and too far can't drive there either um but i have not been to a lot of states east of the mississippi um i've never been to Washington, D.C., so that would probably be on my bucket list to go to Washington. I do like history and reading about history and visiting historic places. So Washington, D.C. would probably be my first choice, my first bucket list.
1: Oh, all right. Washington. You know, we don't go east either. You know why? There's too much traffic.
2: Well, that I much prefer scenery over buildings <laughs>
1: oh yeah well I, I you know I'm with you there. traffic doesn't bother me so I have a friend her name is Liz and she would we'd go into the city like Chicago and she'd be like looking at the buildings and she'd say isn't it beautiful and <laughs> it really took me a long time to see the beauty in there but it's there it's just it's just a little harder for me to see yeah well so we're here today to talk about uh, you a little bit. Um, we know Jer as a member at First Lutheran Church. Uh, he works on the boards and council. He serves faithfully. Uh, he's worked with our youth. I mentioned that before. And uh, Jer has served faithfully with the Scouts for a lot of years. Uh, you talked about your Scouting experience as a youth, part of your favorite childhood memory. But how did you get into Scouting?
2: You know, I don't even remember, that's too long ago. (laughs) But I can tell you how I got into scouting as an adult. Well, actually not even adult, but how I got into Troop 405, no, before that even. Um, We were living in in, um, Appleton, and they had their recruitment at the school like they do every year. And uh, I couldn't go for whatever reason, maybe I was working late, I worked late a lot back then. But, so my son went with my wife, And since I wasn't there and she knew I liked scouting, she volunteered me to be a scout leader. (laughs) I'm like, well, thanks. I'd rather do that myself. But I I didn't complain that much because she knew and she knew that I'd like it. And so it it worked out great, obviously. Doing it with my son was a lot better than doing it as a youth or or even as an adult leader without your own son in it.
1: Okay, so you were voluntold. Like
2: basically, I was voluntold. Sue, yes, my wife, to, my wife's good at voluntelling me things.
1: Sue, good job out there, wherever you are right now. <laughs> yeah, all right, and then um, how? And that it clearly has influenced your life. What is how has scouting influenced your life?
2: Well, that's a good question. Uh, experiences. Um, Obviously, I mentioned the trip to Philmont Scout Ranch in New Mexico. We've gone on other long-distance trips. Um, I'm wearing a hat, I think, from Seven Ranges Scout Reservation in East Ohio. Beautiful country, which I would have never thought there was anything beautiful in Ohio. No offense to any Buckeyes uh, in oh, the audience. But sorry, Ohio. <laughs> well, I love Ohio as a state, but it just didn't, it never struck me as anything uh, interesting or, or landscape-wise beautiful, but uh, certainly southeastern, uh, right on the Pennsylvania border and West Virginia border is very beautiful. So that was a, those experiences, traveling experiences. Um, and what I learned from the kids, I mean, I certainly try and teach the kids as much as I can, but I learn a lot from them too. Um, I'm kind of out of touch with my kids being older now, but uh, the kids keep me up to date on how things work <laughs> these days in the schools and with youth and things like that, jobs,
1: so do you know some modern slang that you've learned from your students? Oh,
2: wow. I never even think about that.
1: Do they say if, words if you it, don't understand? If,
2: if it does, it goes over my head and I don't even know what they're talking about.
1: <laughs> Eric's good at modern slang. He's continually talking about his drip and things are fire and things that I just have no business saying. But any, anything ring a bell there? No. No. None of those. <laughs> okay. Oh, let me see here. A dope. And then,
2: and then a Isn't that making a comeback? I think that was popular when I was a kid, maybe, and now I think it's making a comeback. That's dope.
1: That that's dope. Yeah, we should just means
2: cool or neat.
1: Yeah, we should start saying that together. That's dope, Jared. That's dope. (laughs) Well, okay, so, oh man, let me see here. Well, what? So, what is the what is the current scouting environment here at First Lutheran at Troop four hundred five? Tell us a little bit about what's going on. What's going good? What what's, challenges
2: are you hitting? What's going good is we're still doing. We're still very active. Um, we had a troop go back to Philmont. Unfortunately, I couldn't go with them two years ago, so 2021, I believe. Um, and then this year, we've got a troop going, or our troop is going to the Boundary Waters in northern Minnesota to go canoeing. Um, I can't go on that one either. Um, let's see. Those are the two big trips we've done. Uh, but we've, done, we've been able to stay active and do a lot. We try and do one outing a month uh, year-round. Obviously, in the winter, it's more like every other month because a lot of the places we used to stay at in the wintertime that had indoor lodging um, because of COVID either closed down or no longer offer those options. Um, so that's hindered our ability to go places that we used to go, at least in the wintertime. In the summertime, we still go camping pretty much once a month. Um, We still go to summer camp. This year we're going to to Tosoma Scout Camp up near Rhinelander in northern Wisconsin. Last year we went to Ed Bryant Scout Reservation in Moston, which is just, what is that, south, northwest of the Wisconsin Dells.
1: You guys are on the move.
2: We do go quite a bit. We're going to Galena this weekend. There's a scout, a huge scout activity for the entire, I guess, basically nation. What's it called? What's that?
1: What's it called?
2: Uh, it's called the Grant Pilgrimage, so it's, that's where um, President Grant was born and raised. I don't think he was born there, but he was raised there and lived there for much of his life, um, even after he was president and after the Civil War. Um, and they have a big activity where they have, oh, I don't know, it's several thousand scouts from all over the Midwest, and probably even farther, that come and uh, descend on Galena. Did
1: you say 7,000?
2: No, not 7,000, several, several, several thousand. Several thousand. Yeah.
1: Whoa, I 7, think they've 000. had
2: three or 4,000. Sure. Um, scouting numbers across the nation are, are way down, mostly because of COVID. Um, our troop is down to less than 10 scouts, unfortunately. Um, so I'm sure they won't get several thousand this weekend, but hopefully there'll be a couple thousand maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, safe travels to you all. Thank I, you. We, I know we see you taking off out of here. On the weekends, coming back on Sundays, yep. packing trailers, unpacking trailers yes. all the time. Speaking of, I want to come back to, um, I know you have these locations that you go, winter camping and things like that. I hear that you guys stay in caves sometimes. This interests me. Yes. I'm a little claustrophobic, but I might like to try this. Tell me about camping in caves.
2: Um, well, a former scout leader has been there 15 times. and
1: Well, where's pe- there?
2: Uh, it's called uh, Eagle Cave. It's in Muscaday, Wisconsin. If you don't know where Muscaday is, it's uh, what would that be? pretty much straight south of Richland Center, so on the far western side of the state. Um, we used to go there every year. Um, now we go there probably every other year. Most of the kids, once they go there a few times, they start getting bored of exploring the cave, and it's harder as you get older and bigger. Um, but it's a huge cave, um, and they can get several hundred scouts sleeping in there, over or for all weekend at you know at the same time there's like multiple rooms multiple areas you can go and the kids can explore all over the place and there's a lot of places the first year I went with my son I got stuck and uh Stuck? I got stuck. It was a tight fit. <laughs> of course my son had no problem getting through it. I tried to go through it, got stuck. Luckily, I got out of it. But did
1: I, you need to call a ranger or something? No,
2: but I started to get a little scared. I'm like, what if I can't get out of this? But it, you know, Obviously, you could only go so far and you get stuck, and then you could just back out. So it wasn't that hard, and I wasn't stuck for very long. But it was start- like, what if I did get stuck? <laughs> <laughs> that would be embarrassing. <laughs> but I don't, I've don't. i never heard of anybody actually getting that stuck where they couldn't get themselves out. But it, it's huge, and kids are running all over the place. And um, The only bad thing is they have to keep them. It's like a hotel. They have to keep the lights on all night. So they have lights in the hotel, and uh, we've also stayed in a submarine, and they have red lights. You
1: stayed on a submarine? Yeah, where but, do you stay on a submarine?
2: Uh, they well, they have obviously the soldiers when they it's a it was a military submarine.
1: Well, so we they can't had, just walk up to a military submarine and stay on. No, it. No, no,
2: no. It's in uh, it's in uh, where is it at uh, Manitowoc, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. It's now okay. a museum. Okay. And then they got a, a military submarine that is decommissioned, obviously, and so they still have the bunks in there, just like it was used in the war, and they have the tor- torpedoes in there, which the kids think is neat. They can sleep in a bunk over top of a <laughs> torpedo.
1: All these experiences, really neat. I I mean, what a, what a, what a cool experience. And I've seen you guys, uh, down working on knots and fitness and, um, identifying things. I, I just, you guys are always the, the scouts here are always busy working on something. Uh, so if, you know, there's a lot of information out there about scouting or misinformation. I have a question. Um, what is it, is there a common myth about scouting that you'd like to dispel today? You have that opportunity right now.
2: Well, that's a good one. That's a good question. That's a good opportunity. Um, I think even when I was a kid, people would say, well, scouts is for dorks. And it's, it's not. It's for people who want to have fun and learn stuff and travel somewhere. I... I I mean, and maybe it's the uniforms. I don't know, but the uniforms also us the scouts so that when we're traveling, gives some safety benefit. Um, and uh, you know, when you're like at this weekend in Galena at the Grant Pilgrimage, it'll be several thousand scouts, and everybody will recognize and say, "Oh wow, that's those are all scouts. This is neat." There's a lot of people here, and they're all scouts, and. Uh, well, and it gives us recognition. We do things like we do scouting for food. We do other community service activities where if you're wearing a scout uniform, people recognize you like at church with Scout Sunday yes. once a year. If the scouts are wearing their uniforms, people recognize you as scout, and you get a lot of old-timers that will come up to you and say, I was a scout when I was your age, or I was a scout leader. And we have a lot of former scout leaders at this church that were involved in Troop 405 and other uh, troops at other churches or other organizations. and. You know, they'll, they'll tell their old-time stories, and it's interesting. So, no, you, you wouldn't get that. If you weren't wearing a scout uniform, nobody would recognize you as a scout, and they wouldn't know to come up and talk to you about scouts or their experiences.
1: Well, you know, fortunately, it's becoming a little more popular to be nerdy about something. That's and true. so you can be nerdy about scouting. I, I think that it used to be, like, not— not so dope (laughs) to be nerdy (laughs) about things but um but it's coming it's it's becoming more okay well and and
2: i guess to expand on that opportunity to dispel a a myth or whatever is kids you know there's a lot of good things about kids but there's a lot of bad things about kids and they like to pick on people that are different Mm -hmm. and if you've got 10 people in a room 10 kids in a room and one of them is wearing a scout uniform or even two or three, they're going to get picked on by the other seven or eight. No difference if they're wearing, you know, if they got earrings or jewelry or long hair or there's just something different about them. Kids are going to pick on them.
1: Yeah. Well, I take one of the things you develop is character. Yes. And resilience.
2: And embracing your differences.
1: Embracing your differences. Nice. Nice. There's a lot of great things going on with scouts here. Um, So, some of the biggest challenges for scouting in this current environment? Recruitment. Recruitment.
2: COVID was was really hard on scouts, lost a lot of people that, you know, maybe their parents didn't want them to be involved because of being exposed to other people. We were still meeting regularly as a a troop throughout COVID. Um, Some troops were, some troops weren't. Um, But, uh, so yeah, COVID hurt a lot, and, and the schools no longer allow as far as I know, any organization to come in and recruit like they used to. Um, And uh, we've never really gotten a good explanation for why organizations can't recruit in the schools. I mean, how else are you going to get kids together?
1: I guess that's the question. How else are you going to get kids together? Yeah. So we all are facing some challenges here. Yes. That's for sure. Well, let me see. In the next 15 years... No, we'll back it up. In the next five years, what's your dream for Scouts here at First Lutheran? To grow. To grow.
2: And to be active and do some traveling, um, more traveling. Um, I mentioned the place in Ohio. I haven't been there in like five or six years. Uh, I've been there twice. Love to go back again. They have a program um, where it's kind of a five-year program. You have to go there five times to complete the program. So I've only gone twice. My son Matt's only gone twice. I'd like to go three more times to complete the program, and I think I could get my son even to go back as an adult and complete the program. I think he'd jump at the opportunity. But uh, yeah, growth is the main thing. Um, Keep teaching kids things about history and the outdoors and make them excited to learn those things.
1: And Scouts has done a good job with that. I'll tell you, um, speaking of your son, and other, we know when a kid is an Eagle Scout, I mean, Eric and I have been in youth ministry for a lot of years, and we can tell when a kid has um, really spent the time developing those skills and that character and that resilience and and all those different scouting values. We can tell. I mean... Uh, even your son, I don't know how helpful he is for you, <laughs> but I get stuck all the time and Matt's a big, strong kid. I call him <laughs> to, to pick things up, to put things places and set up and he's been super responsive. Um, another person here in the congregation has been Eric Ingstrom. Same thing, if I give him a call, he's there and I think that's that scouting training, Sam Pizarro. you know, yes, uh, and, and more. Uh, I, I think that's that scouting training that they're getting. Uh, now Sam's at a different place, but also Eagle Scout, Uh, I really think that's part of their training.
2: Well, even going back on people you probably know from the past, David Schulte and John Schulte, um, Steve Schulte's sons, both Eagle Scouts, and yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones. There's been other ones too, but those are the ones that come to mind.
1: Okay. So next five years of Scouts, learning, growing, more traveling. Yes. Get the word out there. Anything else we need to know, Jer?
2: Not that I can think of.
1: So, I want to. Is that that was that dope?
2: <laughs> that was very dope. Very <laughs> good. Good opportunity.
1: I want to thank you, Jer, for coming out today, and more than that, I want to thank you for the good job that uh, you do with our students here at First Lutheran, the care that you give them, and uh, the care that you give our congregation. I'm really grateful.
2: Thank you, Renee. Yep.
1: Have a great day, everybody. Remember, God loves you, God knows you, and God cares about you.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. First Lutheran Church is learning to become genuinely inclusive, thoroughly engaged, externally focused, and relationally centered as we seek to live intentionally like Christ in the world. Embrace the adventure with us. You can find out more about us on our website at flcj.org. We welcome your questions and comments, which can be shared through our contact page. We're also active on Facebook and Instagram.